Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes long, but that keeps us in God's Word every day, and that's vital to our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can, your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors with literally everybody you can, because there are people in your life who need to grow in their faith. They need to turn their their focus upon their relationship with God. They need to get ready for eternity, because it's coming. You can share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, but make that commitment and start sharing today with everybody you can, every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. That will be a great blessing for them for sure, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So start sharing today and every day. We're in a line of thought and study that, well, it's, it's tough for a lot of people perhaps, but it's something that I really believe we need to take great note of, and that is the state of our nation, the state of our culture. I've often talked about how our culture is the mindset, or you might even say the morality, the moral compass of our nation. And that's the case for every nation all around the world. But we live here, so we should be most focused upon and most concerned with our moral state, our cultural uh, condition right here in this country, the United States of America. This is where we live. Now, we might talk about how things are in other countries and other parts of the world, and we might point fingers, or we might, we might kind of wring our hands and say, well, I wish we could do something to help them, or we should be doing something to help them. We, listen, the first focus in the life of anybody individually and the first focus of any nation ought to be its own health and safety and well-being. If I'm diseased... How can I help somebody overcome something that is less significant than what I'm dealing with? Personally, if our nation is diseased culturally, morally, how can we possibly be an example to other nations around the world? And we are diseased morally and culturally. I've used something of a basic text for this study, Matthew chapter 23 and verses 37 and 38, and really on down through verse 39. And this was a, a, a lament by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as he was coming toward the end of his ministry upon this earth. He came as the Savior of mankind. God sent him to go primarily to the Jews because they were the ones who had the Old Testament prophecies, the law of Moses, Old Testament law of Moses, all of the, all, all of the Old Testament scriptures that pointed them to the coming Savior. And so they should have been ready for him, looking for him. But when Jesus came, most of them rejected him as the Savior. They did not believe he was truly God's son, the Messiah, the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies of the coming Savior. And so they turned away from him for the most part, the vast majority. And so as he was coming toward the end of his ministry on this earth, coming close to the time when he would be on the cross, in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 37, he said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, 
the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate, for I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Well, Jesus was lamenting over the fact that the very people who should have accepted him with open arms, for the most part, rejected him altogether. He wished he could have gathered them together as he was ready to establish his church upon this earth and and usher them into the, the kingdom of God on earth, which is the church. We can read that in a number of different passages of Scripture, but they would not. They would not accept him as the Savior. They would not come to him. They would not follow him, would not believe in him. And so he laments over their coming destruction. And within about 40 years, the city of Jerusalem, and what he's lamenting over Jerusalem, that's simply representative for the whole nation of Israel, for all of the Jewish people. And within about 40 years, the Roman army absolutely, utterly destroyed the city of Jerusalem and brought the nation of Israel to an end as a national identity for about, a, for, for about 1,900 years. Incredible. You see, you can't turn away from God without dire consequences being suffered. Our nation is progressively turning away from God and godliness and the morality that his word teaches us. Where do values come from? You know, a lot of people talk about values today. Family values, life values, the value of life itself. What do people mean when they speak of such values? And where do these values come from? And that's the key question. Where do values, real values, come from? Reliable values. The term value is used to speak of the worth of something, And most people think of value in the terms of monetary worth. That kind of seems to be where our minds automatically go. But that's just one rather narrow frame of reference. Monetary worth can be assigned to principles or concepts such as those noted already. But intrinsic worth is the focus in regards to to, to those kinds of values. The concept itself... Whatever is being discussed is inherently valuable just because of what it is. So we might say, okay, and we hear about this from economic experts, so to speak, talk about the value of the dollar today is such and such. (laughs) It's never a dollar, by the way. And sometimes it's as low as 30-some cents per dollar as far as the real value is concerned. And it goes up and down with time and according to inflation and according to the economy in general and so on. But then there are other things that are valuable just because of what they are, such as the love that is expressed between a husband and a wife or a home that is enjoyed by a mama and a daddy and their children. Those have intrinsic value that cannot be taken away based upon how the economy is going or how the world is going. There is intrinsic worth in some things. 
What determines value? Well, we ask the question again, where do real values come from? Generally, when we're talking about most things, what's the value of this house? What's the value of this piece of land? What's the value of this car we're driving? What's the value of our 401ks? The list could go on. Generally, we're talking about subjective values, things that come and go, go up and down, how we feel about things, and so on. But what is the value to one person may be considered worthless to to another person? Someone may say, you know, I don't want to get rid of this piece of furniture. That was grandma's. It's been passed down through the, through the years. I, I don't want to get rid of it. It has, it has sentimental value to me. Well, another person comes along and says, why in the world are you keeping that hunk of junk in your basement? Because you're probably keeping it down there somewhere. Is it no value to that person. They understand the sentimental value, but, but real value, they don't see any. Well, what, similarly, what a person considers important in life can be markedly different from one individual to the next. For some, it is accumulating wealth. That's the most important thing in their life. Acquiring things or acquiring position or success within their field of endeavor. For others, though, it is being able to live a simple, unencumbered, uncomplicated life surrounded by family and friends. There's the intrinsic value. The very idea of violently taking a life is abhorrent to most people, but the conscience of others is so seared that killing bothers them virtually not at all. For some people, abortion is unthinkable. To others, it is little more than just another medical procedure to cure an ill. How sad. The value system employed is key. A person will assign value based upon his personal value system. What is valuable to him? What does he consider or she consider to be important or of worth? So using a good value system is crucial. It needs to be a value system that is itself inherently good. Otherwise, it'll change with the wind. It also needs to be consistent and reliable. Where does one look to find such a value system? Not to the social conscience of society or the culture, because again, that changes from generation to generation. Now, it doesn't even change from generation to generation. It changes virtually with the wind, as I said a moment ago. What one person considers to be valuable, another person, ah, no, what one consider, what person considers to be worthy, another person, they don't see the worth at all. What is considered good and proper by one generation is frequently rejected by a future generation. That has happened over and over and over again through the history of our country. What was once considered repulsive later becomes accepted. And personal feelings are equally fickle and unreliable. The only value system that makes any real sense is one that is based on belief in and dedication to God. Now, that's not religious mumbo-jumbo. That's not preacher talk. That's basic common sense. God is good, Psalm 73 and verse 1. 
In fact, the, t the scriptures make that statement over and over and over and over and over again. And it's good all of the time. God, his goodness, is a value that we can hang our hats on all the time. But without God, there is no consistent basis for goodness. And that's where our nation is heading right now. At breakneck speed, it seems. If a person cannot get a handle on the concept of basic goodness, well, then his, his personal values will be all over the place. By studying God's Word, we can learn a value system that is always good, that will give us stable, consistent, meaningful direction in life. But again, sadly, our nation is turning more and more away from God. And with our turning away from God, we're turning more and more away from true goodness. We're in a cultural meltdown. And the sooner we come to recognize that, then the sooner we can start to deal with it in a productive way. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are all good all the time. You are the standard, the only reliable standard for true goodness. Please help our nation open our eyes to see that truth and come to you for that redirection that we need as a culture, as a nation. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.